Well, thank you so much. What a beautiful special. And uh, that is so true. The Lord is always there and He's always will be. Isn't that right? Now, he doesn't always, uh, he doesn't always uh, remove the storm like we would like for Him to. Sometimes He sends us into one, doesn't He? Just like He did with His disciples. Uh, but whether you find yourself in the storm or in the calm, He's right there with you. And uh, he's got it all under control, you know. Sometimes we, it, looks, it looks out of control to us. That's because it's out of our control. Uh, but it's always in his control, and I'm thankful for that. That God always takes care of us. Well, amen. It's our, our joy to be with you again uh, today. And uh, I certainly uh, have enjoyed the, the music service and the, the singing. Always a blessing. And uh, now I'm looking forward to the sharing God's Word with you. So if you have your Bibles, let's open the Word of God together to the book of Acts. And some have called this the Acts of the Apostles. Others call it the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Yes, I think they're both appropriate. God working through, uh, through man, through the, through the apostles, through the disciples, and, and uh, doing some great things in the world. This is one of those... Um, books that captures an era the transitioning of you know the lord jesus to the the church age a time in which the holy spirit would descend and indwell his people they didn't have that in the old testament days and under and under the old testament covenant but under the new testament covenant they would and jesus told his disciples it's good for you that i go away how could that be well because the holy spirit was going to come and do some special things and we read about all of that in the book of acts what a blessing. But I like stories like this one. Acts chapter 9, we're going to begin reading in verse 36, and we'll read down through verse 42, capturing, this is what I call one of those Kodak moments. And we're just capturing a story about a lady named Tabitha here in the scriptures. And I like this because it's, a, it's just a story about a, an everyday person, somebody who served the Lord and made a difference something that you and I can really relate to and glean from, and I hope we'll do that today. Uh, most, many people may just read right through this and really not catch what's, what's uh, buried right here for us, but we're going we're gonna to do a little digging today, and, and we're going to pull this out, and I hope it'll be a blessing to you as we do. So let's stand, if you have that, for the reading of God's Word. We'll pray together, and then we'll begin reading right there at verse 36, all right? So let's pray together. And then we'll begin. Father, how we love you today. How we thank you for the good word of God and how it encourages and strengthens our lives. And today, Lord, you know we're looking at this one, Tabitha, and what a special lady she was. Lord, today I pray you just use the scriptures today and use her life and testimony to just encourage our hearts. That we too might know, Lord, that one person really can make a difference. And I pray you'd help us and encourage us. Holy Spirit, I pray you'd be our teacher and guide through the scriptures, and we ask you today to show us what we can do to make a difference, how we can use our talents and our abilities to serve you. And I pray, Lord, that you would just help us with that today so that we might see our purpose and our place in the will of God as we work and serve together. And Lord, we do thank you in advance for all you're going to do. Have your will and way now. In Christ's name we ask. Amen. All right, Acts chapter 9, if you have that, look at verse 36. And the Bible says, Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas, 
This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died, whom when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And forasmuch as Lydda was nigh to Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent unto him two men, desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by him, weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed and turning him to the body said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. And it was known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Wow, what a story. Thank you so much. You may be seated. You know, we see this story here, and, and we quickly go to the, the raising of this woman who had passed, and, and uh, we just say, wow, glory to God. Look at this amazing thing. Peter just raised the dead right here. And that is truly amazing. But if that's all you see, oh, you have missed a blessing right here. Look, a little, look around a little in this room, and not only as we see the power of the Lord in, in raising one back to life, look a little further. Look a little deeper under the surface of that great miracle. And look at the life and testimony of this lady called Tabitha. Did you see what the Bible said about her? Some great, great things. And her life is an illustration to us of how one person can make a big difference in people's lives when he or she is fully surrendered to the Lord. And I want to submit to you this morning that Tabitha was one such person submitted to the Lord and committed to others, and she just served probably uh, in a way that was diligent but quiet, maybe behind the scenes even. And when this lady passed, I don't know if any one of them really had the full understanding of the impact her life had made until they all came together. Wow, what a blessing. I want you to notice carefully some of the words of Scripture here that characterized her life, this lady that we call Tabitha. Notice the Bible says about her in verse 36. It says, Now where there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha. Now I want you to look here. The Bible calls her a disciple. When we think of disciples, well, we think of the twelve. We think of Peter, James, and John. You know, the ones who walked with Jesus and went everywhere he went. The ones who were, we would say, we would say full-time ministry people, right? Okay. But that's not where the, the limits of discipleship end. Tabitha was a disciple. Now the twelve, they were apostles. And they did hold a special office that, that is carried under that title. We're not apostles today. right? We're not people who have seen physically the Lord Jesus. We're not people that have been in his company. The last one of those would have been the apostle Paul. But we are disciples today in that we follow the Lord Jesus Christ. The word disciple actually means to believe in and follow the teachings of Jesus. And it's evident in her life that Tabitha was one such person. She was believing in and following the teachings of Jesus. 
She lived a selfless life where she put others, uh, you know, out in front and, and met the needs of many. Think about some of the verses uh, that talk about this. Matthew 22 and verse 39 says, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Well, just by the showing of people that came when she passed, it's evident that she loved her neighbor. It's evident that she loved others. And she wasn't just a, a talker. She didn't just say she loved them. She showed it. And she did things that made a difference in their life. Matthew 25 and verse 40 says this, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Of course, that's Jesus speaking. And, and Jesus, you, you, may not, you may not have known this, but as a side note, the Bible teaches us that Jesus takes personally how we treat the saints. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? So Jesus says, when you do that to, my, to the least of these, my brethren, he said, it's like you're doing it to me. Jesus takes that personally. Well, if that's how he feels, then one day he's going to be able to say to Tabitha, as that other verse of scripture says, where he says, I was you know, in prison and you visited me. I was sick and you came to me, right? He's going to be able to say, hey, you clothed me because the Bible tells us that she did. She clothed the saints. Look at Mark 9, 41. It says, for whosoever shall give you a cup of water to drink in my name because you belong to Christ, verily I say unto you, he shall not lose his reward. Wow, so if serving God is as easy as giving a cup of cold water, well, imagine the blessings that Tabitha would have for doing what she did. Beyond a cup of water, she made garments and coats and clothes for the saints. Hey, that's really special. So maybe you're here today and you're not a seamstress. That's okay, because guess what? I'm not either. <laughs> you know, um, not everybody has the same skill set or the same talents. So what, what can you do? Tabitha was one who, who didn't let the limitations of what others are doing stop her from serving the Lord. You know, there's been a lot of people down through the years who've looked around and said, well, you know, I can't really do very much for the Lord because, well, I'm, you know, I'm no preacher. And others have said, well, I, I don't guess I can serve the Lord because, you know, I, I'm no singer. And others have said, well, I don't guess there's very much for me to do because, you know, my knees just knock at the thought of getting up in front of a Sunday school class. I'm no teacher. Well, I'm here today to tell you, you don't have to be a preacher or a singer or a teacher to serve God. Tabitha just used her skill set. And she served others, and thereby she was serving God, her Father. She was serving her Savior by ministering and taking care of the saints. And look, she made a big difference in their lives. Hey, and you can do that too. Hey, maybe you could cut grass for Jesus. Or maybe you could build things for Jesus. Well, I don't know, whatever the case might be, what's your skill set? What, you, what can you do that could be a blessing to others? She found a way, didn't she? To, to take what she learned about the Lord Jesus Christ and live it out in her life. She found a way to serve the Lord with the talents and abilities that he gave her, and she did it well. But not only does it say that she was a disciple, we find in verse 36 something else that's, that's really impressive. 
It says here that she was a disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. And in verse 36, it says, This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. Now, we know what alms deeds are. Those are like giving to the poor. Those are giving special need type things that she did expecting nothing in return, right? I'm sure she expected nothing in return for all of this. <clears throat> but it's, it's certainly God is distinguishing between her good works and her alms deeds. So there's two categories that she served in. That's really not the impressive part. The impressive part was this. It says that she was full of good works. Full. I submit to you this morning that this is a lady who not only was a disciple of the Lord Jesus, but she was diligent. She was diligent. You know, we think about uh, doing our good works, and, and you know, there, there is the old saying, you know, my good deed for the day. Well, I don't know that that really fits her. Well, I did my good deed for the day. I don't think that fits her at all. You know why? Because I think she did not stop at one. <laughs> full of good works. Full of good works. Wow. Think about that. She was very diligent. She was the kind of person that probably was a good work magnet. I mean, she just went around looking for things, and she probably had an eye for things. Have you ever, have you ever been in that situation? You see somebody doing something, and you think, wow, I wish I had thought of that. Man, I want to be part of that. I want to help with that, right? You can be. As a matter of fact, you can have an eye to see things other people don't see. That comes from just surrendering yourself to the Lord and just being committed to doing what you can do. You know, you take your skill set and you put them together and you, you work and serve in the way that God leads you. And before long, you'll be seeing opportunities to use that gift, that talent, that ability uh, in ways that people never thought of. And then one day somebody will look at you and say, wow, hey, I love what that person's doing. I, I'd like to be part of something like that. I wish I had thought of that. Great things. Well, Tabitha was one of those. She was doing some great things. And the Bible tells us that she was diligent, full of good works. Can you imagine? Full. Could that be said about you? Could that be said about me? Think about it. Would someone looking on to our lives say that we're, not only that we do good works, but that we're full of good works? That's impressive. And it's not only impressive because it says that it was full, but this, this idea of her life being full of good works is really backed up with the next the next characteristic. We find it in verse 39. It wasn't hard, I don't think, for her to be full of good works when we see what happens next. The Bible says in verse 39, then Peter arose and went with them. And when he was come, they brought him to an upper chamber. Notice, and it says, and all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. Wow, did you see that? It said all the widows. Hey, I want to ask you a question. How many is that? Well, obviously, numerically, we can't answer that question. Because we're not given a number. Was it four? Was it six? Was it eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, twenty-two, thirty-nine? We have no idea. The upper room. Well, how big of a room was that? Well, again, we, we don't know. 
But I know this. In her little circle of life, she ministered to not one, not two, not three, not four, but all the widows. No one left out. Listen, every one of them held up garments that she made for them. Wow, not only was she diligent, she had to be because here we find out, guess what? She was daring. And why do we call her daring? I'll tell you why. Because she took on the ministry of caring for all of those widows by herself. The Bible doesn't say anything about her having any helpers. Maybe she did, but ultimately she was responsible Ultimately, she's the one who got all of this accomplished. She's the one that had the vision for this. She's the one that put forth the effort. She's the one that made these garments. And in the end, all of them had clothing. All of them had coats. They were covered because of her. Hey, that's pretty daring. You know what I mean by daring. If you've ever taken on the responsibility of of, uh, building up a Sunday school class, or taking the responsibility of having a bus route. Or taking on some ministry like a food pantry or something like that. And, and you took full responsibility for that. Hey, you know, yeah, you, you got to be pretty daring to step out. Hey, you know, there's a lot of people that would say, hey, preacher, you know, listen, I'll help out anywhere you want, but I don't want to be in charge of that. I don't want to be in charge. We pastored a wonderful group of people for many years in southeast Georgia. And that church was a fantastic, wonderful group of people. But they did have one problem. They weren't daring. (laughs) Nobody wanted to be in charge of anything. And if I heard that once, I heard it a thousand times. Hey, pastor, I hope you do anything, but I don't want to be in charge. So when I look at someone like Tabitha, I'm thinking, wow, here's somebody that said, bring it on. Hey, I'll do that. I'll take over. I'll take charge of the whole thing. I'll make sure everybody's taken care of. Whoa. You know, I think a lot of people would volunteer for that if they knew they had an army of helpers. Yeah, give me three or four people, six or eight people to help me. Okay, I'll think about that. But uh, by yourself? Like old Isaiah, you know, here am I, send me. She didn't even have time to raise her hand. (laughs) She just went right to work. And probably before anybody knew there was a need, she had gotten it done. Wow. You know, that's true about leaders, isn't it? Not only do they see farther than other people, they see sooner. They see before. And she saw some needs there probably before it became prominent before it became known that, hey, we have a problem. Uh, Some of our widows need to be taken care of. She was already on it. Already on it. No wonder they were weeping. There's something else I see about Tabitha. Oh, yes, she was a disciple. Because she was a true follower of Jesus. Somebody who not not only learned the language, but she lived the life. You know, and the two really go together, don't they? And she was diligent because she had taken care of every one of those widows. And she was daring because she took it all on by herself. She was caring for all the widows. 
But you know what they say about her? Gives us our last characteristic. And I really like this. Because it reveals some of who she was, her character, not just her ability. But they tell us that she was delightful. She was delightful in her service. Notice verse 39 says, They all stood, and it says they were weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made, watch this, while she was with them. Isn't that something? They were missing her. Those garments were a reminder of who she was and what she meant to them. And they were weeping. And the language they used here, look what she did while she was with us. They could have said, while she was alive. They could have said, look what she did while she was here. But they didn't. They said that in an endearing way. And they said, look what she did while she was with us. Isn't that a great way to say that? While she was with us. You see, they were already missing her presence. Her passing had caused grief because it revealed her absence. And they were in pain at the thought of continuing without her. She was the kind of person that was connecting with others. And they didn't say while she was alive or while she was here, but they said while she was with us. Wow. They were certainly going to miss her, not because she made the coats and garments, but probably because of who she was and what she meant to them while she was making the garments. The Bible says here that that her name is, is interpreted Dorcas. And so you look up the word Dorcas and it, and it means gazelle. And you look up the word gazelle and it means swift and graceful. And that tells us about her character. She was swift and graceful. Wow. Swift to see. And then swift to meet the needs that these widows had. We don't read anything in here. There's no complaint ever. She was there. She was diligent. She was daring. And she was so delightful. They enjoyed the company of this woman. And they enjoyed the care that she gave to them. You have to stop and think for a moment. For someone to to be as she was. What motivates somebody to do that? What would make her want to serve the Lord in that way? What would make her want to take on so much and do for so many? Well, maybe she did it because she just really, 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 really loved Jesus. That'd be a good reason, wouldn't it? Hey, how about you this morning? Do you really love Jesus? Man, you know what? You and I sometimes need to get in our prayer closet, and we just need to fall in love with Jesus again. We just need to get excited about really being in love with Jesus. You know, we used to be. Well, hey, what happened? You know, the Bible tells us in the book of Revelation how to have revival. It says to repent and to go again and do the first works. You know, we we need to stir up that love for Jesus. We We need to awaken that part of us again, right? Rouse it up and remember how sweet Jesus is and what he means to us. Hey, that'll make you want to love on somebody. To remember how he loved on you. Well, maybe that wasn't it. Maybe she just really had a desire. You know, I think there are some more than others. 
that, that lend themselves to service because that's their gift. You know, kind of like the Levites in the Old Testament. Their job was to set up and take down and work on the tabernacle and all that. You know, I think there's people like that. And, and I think sometimes that's why somebody would say, hey, I'll help out, but I don't want to be in charge because they're really not a leader. Their gift is service. Hey, guess what? Good for them. We need people like that. Nothing wrong with that. Those people in Georgia that I talked about a moment ago, we worked wonderfully with them for 10 years. And God did some great things. Service. How about you? Are you, are you have a desire to serve others? Do you have a desire to serve the Lord? That's a good thing. Then let that kick in and let that be your, your motive. Maybe that was hers. Hey, maybe it was this. Maybe it was compassion for others. Maybe as she looked around and she saw some of those without coats and maybe saw the needs for clothing there, maybe her heart just reached out to them with compassion. You know, the Bible does say some have compassion, making a difference. And that usually is applied to, to witnessing and soul winning. But guess what? It, it really is, is not limited to that. Maybe she just had compassion on them and said, hey, I can help with that. God bless her. You know, we need to learn to have compassion. I've learned in my years of ministry that not everyone is empathetic. Not everyone naturally has compassion for others. But you know what? All of us are capable of it. And, and, and look, some of us need to work a little harder at developing compassion than maybe others do. But we all should have some level of compassion in our heart and our life. And we all should be moved for compassion with others because that's what Jesus would do. Or maybe when she looked around because of her skill set, maybe she just saw a need that no one else could fill. Actually, my wife and I knew a lady like that. And I remember how she, she used to make clothes and dresses, you know. Hey, guess what? Christian girls want to be modest, and they want to be beautiful, and they, they want to look good. And I remember this lady who made some dresses, handmade, for my wife on several occasions. But she didn't just make it for her. We weren't even her pastor. We were just friends. But she made dresses like that and other things. Who knows what all she made? She really reminds me of this lady who just went out of her way to serve others. And man, I'm telling you what, brother, she could whip up something like that, I mean, quick, and get it back to you, and you're thinking, wow. She was good. She just had a need. She had a skill set that, that not everybody has. And she could jump in there and get it done, and, and I mean, before you realized <laughs> that there was a need for it. And I'm sure that's how this was. Tabitha. Wow, some great motives, some great service. What a great testimony. Hey, I want you to know sitting here this morning, I want you to know something. I believe in you. I believe in you and I believe in your ability to serve God and make a difference in your circle of life. Hey, you just need to look around. How can you make a difference? What could you do for God? What are your skills? Whatever it is, I want to encourage you this morning. Take it up and use it. Use it to be a blessing to others. Use it to serve the Lord. And you'll be surprised what God will do with a needle and thread, with a lawnmower, with a cup of cold water, whatever, whatever it is. Maybe it's just a smile, right? A warm greeting. 
hey, everybody needs encouragement. And we all need help from time time to time in different ways. So I want to encourage you to look in your heart and then look around and see what God could use you to do in your circle of life. Maybe you could be like Tabitha. Maybe one day there could be a group of people standing and talking about how God used you in their life too. Amen? Hey, one person can make a difference, a big difference. She certainly did. Let's pray together. Father, how we love you today. How we thank you for the testimony of Tabitha. And Lord, as we rejoice over this story, we rejoice because we know there's hope. There's hope for us who want to serve God, who want to make a difference. Lord, we just need to take a look around and see how you've enabled us to do that. And maybe it's not in the traditional ways that we've always thought of, but Lord, there can be many ways, simple things. Simple to us, at least, because you've gifted us, you've given us the ability to do it. So open our eyes and our understanding. Lord, help our hearts to be engaged, and may we also serve the Lord. May we be a disciple and be diligent, daring, and delightful in the lives of others. Help us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together with our heads bowed and our hearts this morning. If God's speaking to your heart, Would you take a moment and respond in an invitation? Would you just say, Lord, help me to be an example. Help me to be a disciple like this Tabitha. Help me to serve. Show me what you'd have me do. I believe God wants to use all of us in some way. And that's why he gives us gifts and talents and abilities. So that we can use them for him. And today you can too. God is so good. Maybe this morning you just want to think back. Who was it in your life that God used to make such a difference? Maybe this would be just a good time to thank God for them. Maybe after this service is over and you've left this place of fellowship, you might want to call or write and thank them also. And just let them know what a blessing they've been in your life. That means a lot to those who serve. Just to know how it's blessed others. And I'm sure they'd like to hear that. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, how we love you today and how we long for you to use us. Lord, we just want to Use what you've given us to make a difference. Help us to find a place to put our talent and our abilities, those skills that you've given us, Lord. May we just put them to good use, making a a difference in lives of others around us, Lord, that you cause us to come in contact with. Help us to be a blessing. In Jesus' name we ask, amen.